All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. 
Uh-oh. Can you they, recite the winter? I couldn't remember Trying a word to manifest from them. And, snow. and you're, were, you've left the people waiting this long for back, the spring and summer ones? Back to back years. Yeah, the spring and summer. They, I immediately uh, Googled Leah Corbin poems. Published is, you know, a very blanketed term. Maybe yeah. what published where? Into a, into a, um, a book, I believe it was called Young Writers or something like that. And Can I get it on Amazon? You probably could. Um, this would have been 2006, 2005, somewhere around that range. And so what are some keywords I'm looking to Google? 2006, Young Writers, Britain, Poems. Autumn. Autumn. Uh, winter. My, probably my name. Or do you have, a, or do you have like a Shakespeare? I got Liam name. Horbin, Autumn, Poems, Young Writers, 2006. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did you find it? No, I'm trying. Oh. I'm trying um, to get it. Yeah, it was this big book and you had to submit your poems. It was like a school thing. Uh, you had to submit them and they picked the best and published them into this book of uh, and you made across, across Great Britain. You've always been a talented writer. I'm, yeah, it's just one of my many talents, I believe. You should write an Oilers poem. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to dig up my Call my pain. fountain pens and, and go from there. <laughs> Your plume? <laughs> yeah, my plume. Oh, man. Feather and ink. Will? And, and I'll just do them in a dark room with a candle lit. Yes. Oh, that'd be such a good video bit for us to do is you reading Euler's poems in like a candlelit room. Oh, that'd be we funny. We can do that. We totally could. We, we have the resources. We have the technology. We have candles. We have candles. <laughs> All right. Uh, we need to let people know about the five days of Christmas giveaway that we got going on over at our Euler's Nation socials. We are teaming up with our friends at the Sports Closet. Today is day four, and it is the third Edmonton hockey gift basket we are giving away. Puck, mug, socks, lanyard, hat, fan chain ice out your neck anyways you can win now at Oilers poem Nation. From Liam. a poem from Liam if you're lucky no, no. Uh, head over to our you can enter on all three of the socials as well triple up your chances of winning here shout out to our friends at the sports closet for throwing this whole thing together uh, it is a Sherwood Ford giant game day edition of the show which is why Jay is around and we're also going to be joined by but Frank. I wasn't here last game day so I apologize yeah but we we stood up for it we were like listen guys he's actually busy he didn't blow us off I mean, you didn't they give did. any they of did. us a heads up that you weren't showing up, but Ronnie told me why you weren't there. And I'm like, that's a good reason. He's busy. I was advocating for our fine city. As as only you Very could. cryptic, but yes. Uh, Frank Cervalli is going to show up at, I think, 1220. He's moved it around a lot. First off, it was Wednesday. And then he was like, I can do Thursday, but it's not till 1245. And I was like, oh. okay. And then he texts me four minutes before the show and is like, I can do 1220. So Frank Cervalli should, should be here at 1220. We'll pick his brain about a few different things. He was at Oilers Skate yesterday as well. So maybe he'll give us some good nuggets of information from that. Um, but there is a, a decent amount to get to today on the show, specifically because the Oilers are playing a game. And listen, if you thought the must-win games were behind the Oilers oh, and maybe they built up some wiggle room. <laughs> we're we right. are so back. <sighs> like 10 days ago. We're back in the playoffs and back to feeling like our old selves. Now we're back to feeling like we did in October and November. Like this team just can't get out of their own way. That that was an unacceptable loss to the Islanders. We're just another eight game heater away. From what though? Being back to being a playoff bubble team. Like that's where we're at with another eight game heater. They totally pissed away everything they built up in that hot streak. It's so painful to watch. Um, Seven points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, but they've also played the least amount of games out of that. Games group. in hand only mean something if you win them. Okay, well, they haven't played them yet, so we don't know if they've won or lost them. Yeah, well, we're about to find out. I still believe in this team. I just think that, look, like they just won eight in a row. Out of these last three games, like, 
now three in a row. It's been three. The Tampa Bay game was a bit unfortunate for them. The Florida game was terrible. The they're just losing in different ways again. That's the frustrating part. I think it's like they're not being like outworked in the game where they're scoring a bunch of goals and stuff like that. Like they lost three one to the Islanders because their penalty kill was horrible and they made a terrible giveaway on the power play. And the power play could do nothing. Like how many times is that going to happen from this point forward? Penalty kills actually been really good and the power play's been clicking. Like I feel like it was just a bit of a an off game despite it being the third loss in a row. I believe they'll win tonight. Lance says, don't be like that, Tyler. Alex says, I hate when people have no faith in the Oilers. And Liz, I, if you gave me <laughs> money right and said you need to bet it on them to either make the playoffs or miss the playoffs, Alex, I'm still betting on them to make the playoffs. Now, but- I have a sneaking suspicion, though. Your bet for tonight doesn't include a game of them. Wrong, Jay. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Happy to hear that. Welcome back. And there was another interesting point from Dave, who says apparently only 15 games in the second half are against top tier teams. So after the Christmas break, there is an interesting little window here for the Oilers. And the caveat, I will preface this all by saying they struggle against bad hockey teams. So there's that. And good ones. And there, yeah, and there are no easy nights in the NHL. But out of the Christmas break. They get San Jose, LA, Anaheim. Yeah. A couple of games there that you should just dominate, right? Heading into January, you get Philly. Very good. Somehow are a very good team. Overachieving. But after that, Ottawa, Chicago, Detroit, Montreal. Well, Ottawa's scary. New coach. Yeah, they still stink. Detroit. Patty Has Kane been, era, not so good. Yeah, they're like one, six and one with Patty Kane in the lineup. Uh, so that's what I mean, right? There are games. And then when you head into the back half of January, get a game against the Leafs at home. They tend to play the Leafs pretty well. Then you get the Kraken, Flames, Blue Jackets, Hawks again, and then Nashville. So I don't know. You look at that schedule in January, and if they play well, they should have a relatively good record in January. Rack up points. Three, six, nine. There's 11 games there. Like if you play well, eight and three should be the minimum you walk through January with. So we'll see. Yeah, they haven't played the division that much either. Oh man, they haven't played LA. They haven't played LA. It's coming. They but... played Vegas once. Calgary. Uh, sorry, Vancouver's one more game against the Canucks. I think we have to win that one. But the rest of them, like San Jose, once Anaheim, once. Like they've got a couple of four point games there. Mm-hmm. Um, you call a Anaheim game a four point game? I just mean you have an opportunity to take points away from a conference team. Like you look through that eight game uh, win streak they had. They played. One Western Conference team that is competitive in mm-hmm. Minnesota. <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate. And Vegas. Was that on the A-game streak too? Oh, no, it wasn't. I think it was before. The Vegas Buffet. game was before. Yes. Yeah, it was the dead cat. But, but that's a good game. Good game. Oh, no, it won. was. Sorry. Was it part of it? Yeah, it My went apologies. Washington, Anaheim, Vegas, Winnipeg. Maybe I'm thinking of just a six-game road. Uh, home so stand, thinking of stand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, though, if you're looking for some positivity, our boy Jack Michaels... Gave it in spades right here. I needed this yesterday. It's our first back-to-back. But 31 of our final 51 games will be against the bottom 15 teams in the league. That's one of us. I We're one that. of the bottom 15. I needed hey, that. That's us. We'll feel hey. right at home. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Someone called someone in Lance, Tyler Spector. So whenever people like to disagree with me online or think like I'm being too hard on the team, I get a lot of Tyler Spector or they'll think they'll be like, shut up, Tyler Gregor. 
Or one guy goes, holy shit, sounding more like Jason Yaremchuk than Tyler Yaremchuk, which is funny because I have a cousin named Jason Yaremchuk who sometimes watches the show, I think. Oh, so you should, you mechanical? The team. But I, I was laughing when I saw him a couple of weeks ago for the first time and I was like, hey, people use your name as like a knock at me. They'll just be like, shut up, Jason Yaremchuk. I'm like, I'll get him involved. He'll, he'll come fight for his name. Uh, anyways, Oilers Devils tonight, part of a back-to-back. Again, I don't want to be the negative guy. It's going to take a minor miracle for them to win both of these hockey games. Uh, I wouldn't say minor miracle. Uh, the Rangers on back-to-backs. And granted, the Oilers have this sick tendency to show up and play really well when they have a reason not to. Yeah. Didn't they do this last year? Exactly. So, so the last they- time they were in Madison Square Gardens, so that's why they play, right? MSG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They won. They did. And who was in net for that game? No idea. It was Stuart Skinner who had a save percentage of, I believe, 906 in that hockey game. So that ties into our Sherwood Ford Giant game day question for today. It is brought to you by Sherwood Ford the Giant, where their fantastic service and parts department is engaged in all the parts of the winter season. Winter tires, winter rims, mountain balance, and wheel alignments. They have it all covered along with the tire quote tool on their website. So once again, if you're an idiot like me and know nothing about vehicles, that is why you use our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Um, Your question today. Pickard goes tonight. Skinner goes tomorrow. Knobloch confirmed it. Do you like how the Oilers are handling the back-to-backs from a goaltending perspective? I think the hands are tied. If, like Skinner lost the game against the Islanders, right? I think this is always going to be inevitable, the way they were going to do it. Skinner gets a tougher matchup. Pickard played well against New Jersey only a couple of weeks ago. I think it was the right, right decision. You got to get Pickard in. Like you can't just run Skinner to death, mm-hmm. although I would have probably... If Skinner had won against the Islanders, I would have played Skinner all three. I just think you have the break. Like, just do so, it. So but usually no. in a back-to-back set, the thinking is game one, your team is rested. They should be better. So yeah. you start your starter to like, in a way, give yourself the best chance to get at least two points. I actually don't like that thinking all that much because one, have some faith in your backup. Picker's been fine for the most part. And if you're the Oilers... You don't want to split this. You want to try win both. So what game are you more likely going to need the goalie to steal you on? It's tomorrow against the Rangers. So I like it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. New Jersey has its struggles right now. So, you know, team hopefully is fired up and Pickard can. Pickard's been fine. Yes. He chance. also beat the Devils. And when, <laughs> and, when, and when the goals get racked up against him, it's just like the team has just been absolutely a nothing burger in front of him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I feel like, you know, if the team's playing okay, Pickard keeps you in the game. Yeah. Uh, let's catch up with what you're saying about this on the YouTube chat. Uh, first, Powell Lampa, podcast user, first time on YouTube. Welcome. Hey. We've been pushing that by saying the show makes little sense in podcast form. So, Powell, let us know. If uh, the show makes more sense when you can actually see what we're doing. Yeah, especially uh, the lead. Well, that would have been a good lead to see today. Yeah, with the glasses and Waz's whole bit. I hear a lot that I look like my dad when I wear glasses like that. So let me know if you've ever seen my dad. They're a side-by-side one. Um, Braden is in and says, if we win tonight and get at least a loser point tomorrow, Tyler's 1-1-1 one, one, one road trip prediction is a success. The tough part with predicting OT losses for the Oilers is that whenever they go to overtime or a shootout, they better win. Like they're always the most skilled team. Like they should finish off almost every overtime when they get, which is why I think they're always kind of lower in the league when it comes to OT losses because they should be picking up those points. Yeah, they should be for sure. All right. We do have a lot of other game day stuff to get to new look lines, everything like that. But there was an interesting thing that, Oh, what? 
You're like, but I got excited. Oh uh, yeah. There was an interesting thing that went out on Twitter today from Jay Fresh, who did like a poll of I fan bases like across the league. You, uh, is this the oh like most liked? Most liked, most disliked kind of thing? Uh, We're up there. Yeah. Proud of us to be as high as we are. 34 percent Sorry not to get ahead. But I didn't like the list of teams that he said Oilers fans didn't like. But Oilers fans filled out the survey. I know, and I disagree completely. All right, so let's flash it up. This is yeah, according to the screen. fan poll. We'll go full screen so people yep. can see it. All right. According to the fan poll, these are the Oilers' three most hated teams. The Leafs at one, the Canucks at two, and the Golden Knights at three. Calgary not even on that list at all. Maybe like with some recency biased, I could see that. Like obviously, like like long term other fans will have a, a distaste for the color red. But like current state, like this season, the last you know three hundred sixty five days, like that seems accurate. Valve Alberta's fizzled out a little bit. Yeah, since since that playoff meeting for sure, because we kind of just put an end to it by being the better team. Um, Vegas being on there isn't surprising. Vancouver's always puzzled me though. Like. They've been so irrelevant for the last decade. Like, as an Oilers fan, what reason do you have to hate the Vancouver Canucks? I, they are completely irrelevant in my mind. They're yeah. good this season, don't get me wrong, yeah. but like, they've just been out of my life for the past like eight I years. cheered for them in the cup final. Okay. How dare you? I was a kid. Leave me alone. <laughs> so here's the How thing. How dare your parents allow that happen? <laughs> I know. The LA Kings are on nobody's hated list. We should hate the Kings. I hate the Kings. I hate Drew Doughty. Because you love the Queen. Yes. <laughs> I hate Drew Doughty. I hate Aya Follow. Never like Jonathan Quick. There's like endless guys on that team. We had a rat list last year of the LA Kings. Um, what's that guy's name? Mikey rat. Anderson. Did we cool. all just forget what Mikey Anderson did Ratty for Leon title? Rat. Okay. Yep. Rat. So, They're number one. The Leafs shouldn't. I don't. Leafs are all. Oh, Leafs got to be there. Come on. So, but Ulick is pointing out that this is fan bases that the fan bases dislike. Yeah. The LA Kings fans threw a full beer at bagged milk. Yeah, they are spicy. If yeah. you. And now that I've been. And Gold Knights fans are like. The best. Congrats on your victory. Beating like beating our team. Like we're happy for you. It's like. I've now been to a handful of road games as an Oilers fan. I think I've been to nine or 10 different arenas. Kings fans are without a doubt the most obnoxious. How, what's a mildly play way of saying they don't know the game. They go. They're morons. Well, they, they go. They go oh, right yeah. to violence really quick. <laughs> they do a full beer at bag milk. <laughs> like, like it gets, it gets to the topic of violence super fast. And uh, not even like a friendly, like, ah, oh, we're going to get you guys tonight. You're like, man, I hate the Oilers. Like, really rude. Like, comments. trying to find our seat, and the guy's like, get the fuck out of here. Well, so and that would be stuff. one of the nicer things. We, like, you're yeah, standing sit the in, F down. Yeah, like, you're pissing in the bathroom, and some guy's like calling you stuff that you don't call people. So, yeah, yeah, no, we, I got, I was wearing my Costin jersey, uh, and some guy was coming at me hard. Then I explained about Klim's, uh, uh, about Klim's scenario. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say it without actually saying it. And totally diffuse the situation, thank God. Uh, Because, you know, Hammer Time definitely. Yeah. So, all right. I guess. So, my three teams I would hate the most LA is number one by Mm -hmm. a million miles. Then it's Vegas. Mm -hmm. And then I I would probably go Calgary. I cheat. You know what? It'd be the Anaheim Ducks. I hate the Ducks. (laughs) I hate them so much from that 2017. They are, they're the worst. 
They're absolutely the worst. They're full of rats too, or were at least. I just can't stop seeing Ryan Kessler. And I'll just like you didn't have the Leafs on your list. I wouldn't either. I do. I kind of like the Leafs. No, I don't like. But them you either. don't like them. You don't want to see them do better than the Oilers. I know. Oh, I don't want to see anyone Leafs do better than the Oilers. Are. But here's where it's special. I do a Leafs show and I despise them. (laughs) Here's where it's weird is that Leafs fans think like the NHL is out to get them and every broadcaster hates them and all that stuff. But then everyone else in the league is like, oh my God, everyone's biased towards the Leafs. I don't know. Like they get a bit of a bad rap. Well, no, they, they think they think they're Canada's team. And I get it. There's original six components there. But for me, like what drives me the most nuts about Leafs fans is that they go to a Canadian market and it gets overtaken with Leafs fans. And I bet you half of those people that are there wearing a Leafs jersey are wearing a McDavid jersey the next day. <laughs> oh, I know people like and that. 1,000%. That's what drives me nuts about Leafs fans. Yeah, you're right. A lot of, There's a lot of fair-weather Leafs fans out there who just come out of the woodwork when either the team's yeah. in town or the team's winning or their favorite team's eliminated. I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. Um, Christopher Palmer. It's twelve twenty. Where's Frank? Okay, I'm sorry. Let's get to the Star Mechanical guest line. Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. The last thing you want is to be sitting in the cold on Christmas morning, which is why Star Mechanical does twenty four seven emergency repair. Find out more StarMechanical.ca. Frank Cervalli also available twenty four seven. Um, and yesterday he didn't do the show, but for good reason. <clears throat> See, I never roast anyone if they don't do the show for good reason. He was out watching the Oilers skate in New Jersey, and you had a chance, I believe, to sit down with uh, Chris Knobloch, right, Frank? Yeah, new edition of Frankly Speaking dropping uh, in the next hour or so. Chris Knobloch, one-on-one, good to catch up with him. First time chatting with him. Uh, Just always good to be around the Oilers and get a, a vibe check. What's going on? What's everyone feeling? Well, so just quickly on the Knobloch thing, give us a teaser. What's one thing you learned about Chris Knobloch in the interview without giving away too much? Uh, that he really struggled and wrestled with the idea of sitting Connor Brown as a healthy scratch tonight. I think part of it was there was an eight-game winning streak going on and he didn't want to tinker with what was working. And I think part of it was... He's so new to the job that he probably didn't want to come in and ruffle any feathers. So it kind of took to this point, a three game skid, the lack of production that he really finally five weeks in for the first time feels comfortable to also scratch a guy that he has a long relationship with 10 plus years. And I got to tell you, uh, watching Connor Brown walk off the ice yesterday after practice, he was pissed. So Definitely not happy, not an easy choice. I think for Oiler fans, they probably see it and they're like, God, about time, finally. But for a coach, it's not always that simple. Do you have any hope that Connor Brown can turn this thing around in Edmonton? Like it was it was just supposed to be on paper, such a slam dunk fit. Either A, he rekindles the chemistry with Connor and he's a top line winger, or B, he's a more effective Kyler Yamamoto and he fits perfectly with Leon Dreisaitl. I thought both those scenarios had very good chances of playing out. And it's not even like he's been subpar. Like he's been non-existent. It's it's actually scary how bad he's been. And I think back to maybe the first game or two of the season, he had a million chances. How many did he flub? How many fell off of his stick that I was like, oh, this guy, it's just a timing issue. He'll figure it out. He missed so much time. He'll be good in short order. 
It's now 41, I think, consecutive games going back to March of 2022 since he scored a goal. Like these point totals are almost impossible in the sense that you would think that at some point that he might have gotten a, a bounce off of his skate or his ass that would have produced a point, and that hasn't happened. So I think the frustration has set in. Um, I am I'm still a believer. I think it's going to take a little bit more time, and I wonder if this might be this healthy scratch, the jump start. And by the way, um, Chris Knobloch seemed to hint, and I don't know what exactly the plan is at Madison Square Garden on Friday night, but it's possible that we don't see Connor Brown back in the lineup until after uh, the Christmas break. So it might be a bit, but I'm wondering if this might be exactly what he needs to jumpstart and get him back going again because there's clearly something there, but I just I don't know what happened. Something's got to happen. Something's got to give. Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost good hearing that he's taking the angle of being pissed off and not just like mopey and dejected. Like if Connor Brown is pissed off and it sparks his game physically a little bit, gives him a jolt, maybe this is the best thing for the scenario. Maybe this is actually better than just continually rolling him out in the top six or whatever. Um, but with him not working all that well, Frank, it really does add another hole in this lineup. Like we know the Oilers need a goalie at some point. We know they probably need to upgrade their blue line in some capacity. They probably need a bottom six centerman as well. And now they also probably need a top six right winger. There's a lot going on there, right? Like, and if I were to rank the priority just my own personal opinion i think the first order of business is to figure out the goalie situation from a pure cap perspective what are you doing with jack campbell if you're not using him then you have to pay the price the significant price to move him out not just for this year's deadline acquisitions but also for the future year's cap that's number one number two I think you have to try and find a, a legitimate, competent, productive third-line center. And then I think three would be adding a, a bona fide defender. And, and when I say defender, I don't mean defensemen. I mean someone that is really attuned to and uh, has a lot of attention to detail in the Oilers' own end. It's been better, and Chris Knobloch gave a lot of of props to Paul Coffey. It was good to spend some time with him yesterday, too. Um, he's a no-nonsense guy that I think has been a huge part of the Oilers' turnaround. Um, but that's how I would kind of shape up the weekly trade deadline needs as we talk about them here. Do you think I know? Like you just said, goalies obviously the number one thing they would plan on doing. But do you think that would be better for them to wait it out a little bit? I'm thinking of the Ekholm situation where they waited and waited and waited, and then all of a sudden Ekholm's available. Do you think that's a possibility where someone shakes loose that we're not expecting to close to the deadline? I don't really know how much the market is changing. Like you might have the fortunes of some teams change, but. When it comes to the goalie market as a whole, Liam, first off, there aren't really very many goalies traded on a year-to-year basis just because it's hard to assimilate goalies into teams. And the second thing is there's so much end-of-season and summer goaltending game of musical chairs that there's no real push to do it in season most of the time. So I would say when it comes to waiting, like... I don't know how much the situation is going to change for the Oilers. Like, I, I think it comes down to a very clear yes or no answer. Is Jack Campbell part of the solution or is he part of the problem? 
And once you've answered that question, then you can move forward and and figure out how everything slots out in between now and then. And and I think everyone kind of universally, Liam, believes that the Oilers need a third, you know, a second goalie to play one B with Stuart Skinner. And then you can have Cal Pickard revert back to his sort of more traditional number three role. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I think before you can do any of that, you have to sort out the buried cap money from Jack Campbell. Yeah. If there ever was a team that could, or there's a few teams, I should say, that could potentially stomach a Jack Campbell contract. One of them is Arizona, Frank. And you brought up, I want to say it was like six to seven weeks ago now, you brought up on the show the idea of maybe Carol Vimelka being acquired. Steve is in and wanted to know, are we getting veg? You know me, Frank. I love some good veg. Um, frozen veggies, that is. Drop I also veg. like Scully. Um, but what, do you, what is there legit smoke here? Is that a guy you think the Oilers could have interest in? I think there's probably some smoke. I think part of it is is answering the question for me, what really gets the Arizona Coyotes excited? They've had a bajillion draft picks in the last couple of years. And yes, they're going to need a warm body if they think that Ingram is the solution there um, to, to basically be his backup. I think I have some questions about not Ingram's play because I think he's been really undervalued. And Mike McKenna had been sort of saying for you know a couple of years now that he thinks Ingram is pretty good. And now you're finally seeing the results. Um, but what really entices them? Like the idea that you could go picks plus Philip Broberg plus what to take on Jack Campbell and then also separate the Campbell part of that and pay the price for Vimelka. Like it's not really an easy thing to figure out, is it? I know you hate when I bring this up, but it uh, it would hypothetically bring down the cost if you kept two mil of Campbell, and it's just Don't. as bad buyout. But but then Vamel, like who would you rather have, Campbell at five or Vamelka at four point seven five? Like I, I see logic there. The what uh, what are, so what are you saying in terms of Vamelka? If you keep two million of Campbell then you can just kind of convince yourself in your own brain that it's like signing Vamelka for 4.75 no. if you keep 2 mil Campbell. Dude, I don't know what school of economics you went to, but that shit does not work. Um, but it makes sense. Yeah. No, it doesn't. No, because now think about it from this perspective. You're going to have on next year's cap, $3.9 million devoted to Campbell, $3.25 million devoted to Connor Brown, assuming that you fill out all of your cap situation this year that's 7.25 million dollars in dead cap space and you still have to then go out and replace jack campbell and get a goalie that you're paying a reasonable amount of money to like it's it's almost impossible to see a path forward for the oilers with their cap situation knowing what they have going on to pay everyone else to find a competent 3c to do all these different things while Jack Campbell is still in the picture. They can't do it, my friend. They if, have to move on. If you just keep two forward. mil, it's not that bad. It's better if, than buying them out this if summer. If you just keep two million, then you still have your problem in your bottom six. You have to get rid of Jack Campbell in four to make anything work for this team if they want to compete. Well, all you will have created at that point is 1.7 in savings. Like two minus 3.9. Like it's not... But like, obviously you'd rather get rid of the full thing, but like, what if that's not possible? Like, I'm just saying. Everything's possible. Mm. 
Sure. I you just hope. have to pay the price to do it. And you have to like the Oilers are going to have to commit themselves. It probably means this year's first round pick. And then you're probably spending next year's first round pick on whatever improvements you have that you want to make on the rest of your roster. Mm-hmm. And at that point, then you got to believe in the development of your franchise with this new head scout you've got. Like this one from Lance. It's like Frank is like Tyler's math teacher reading his test. What dude? This makes no sense. Uh, also, our pal Jack is in and says Tyler's math is about as good as my goaltending this year. So <laughs> always appreciate Jack coming in. It's become a thing now. Someone was predicting me James Hamblin the other yeah. day in the chat. Oh no, Joakim Nygaard. Oh yeah, well, Joakim <laughs> oh, Nygaard. Geez. He was in the chat saying that maybe they, maybe he deserves another crack in the top. He's got Connor Brown. Yeah, well, Connor Brown has Joakim Nygaard syndrome. <laughs> I wish Connor Brown skated like also they skate around, but like can't handle the puck. <sighs> uh, Frank, there are a lot of dumpster fires around the NHL this year, and maybe that's a little bit too harsh of a term. There are a lot of contenders for the all disappointment team around the league. Columbus is up there, Buffalo's up there, and Ottawa's certainly there as well. How surprised were you with the coaching change earlier this week? Surprised only in the timing of it, in that they've resisted the urge to do this at every point this season, going back five whole weeks to uh, the first week in November before they left for Sweden and the Global Series. And every piece of intel that I could get from Sen's ownership, Sen's management was, we're not making a coaching change. And so you kind of wait until you're backed into a corner where your season, you've probably now chopped the legs off of your season by waiting this long. And you also happen to do it seven days before Christmas when you just had DJ Smith coach a practice in Arizona. Like it doesn't exactly line up in terms of making sense. I think the sends to this point under Michael Anlauer and Steve Steos have been I would say methodical, if not anything else. Um, that part, I think, is if you're a Sens fan, is probably pretty refreshing because over the long haul, they're probably going to get where they need to get going. It's just that this year has been so incredibly tumultuous and disappointing that you're really you're in one this year. And maybe they kind of thought that that would be the case all along with this transition, new owner new regime, new everything, but you fired your GM, you fired your coach, your second line center has been suspended for 41 games for gambling, and you lost your first round pick in one of the next three drafts because of something that you had nothing to do with. It's It's been wacky, um, but it's also been, for a team that I think is pretty well constructed, entirely underwhelming. Yeah. It's and them in Buffalo supposed to be taking the big steps forward this year. I had them both ahead of the Detroit Red Wings in uh, in my power rankings in the East, if you want to call it that. And they've both just totally fallen flat on their faces. Um, what's Christmas look like in the Saravali household, Frank? Super quiet in terms of activities. Uh, it's mayhem with the kids and their excitement. Uh, looking forward to just kind of chilling. I know a lot of people say we should have NHL hockey on Christmas and Christmas Eve and whatever else. And I'm like, I kind of like that the league is a little bit traditional in that sense. Leave it to the NFL, leave it to the NBA, plenty of bowl games on if that's your thing. But I like that the NHL actually gives their families and players a break. And you do get the world juniors that get going on boxing day as well. Right. So you only really have to go two days without hockey. And like you said, this year, there's not a blank day on the sports calendar. NFL and NBA are humming right through it, which is great. 
Just record a game from the night before and just play on Christmas Day if you want to watch that bad. Yeah, if you really want to ignore your family that bad, yeah. then there's outs. There's ways there's to get around. That, that is some Tyler-like math thinking right there. Thank you. Ah, I did give uh, on our holiday episode of The Rundown, which is going to release on Monday, mm-hmm. I gave my Grinch list, which was the five things I despise the most about the holiday season. Uh, Frank, what would be number one on your Grinch list? Just weird relatives. I have an uncle that comes to everything and he's just painful. You met him at Thanksgiving. It's he's just a very odd human being. And uh I don't know. I guess like you can you can pick your nose, you can pick your friends, you can't pick your family. Uh we'll do one more listener question from double A, your go-to holiday cocktail, Frank. I would be an old-fashioned guy. Uh, a little simple syrup, a little bourbon. And some nicely done cherries uh, would be my go-to. Are you, are you excited for the World Juniors, Frank? I am. Um, I've kind of lost a little bit of touch with the tournament. I think mm. I've been to 11 or 13 World Juniors, a lot of them. And I missed a lot of Christmases uh, with the World Juniors. And there's always something I look forward to every year. Um, I'm kind of thrilled that I don't have to be on site and, and we'll be, uh, enjoying it from my couch, but the hockey is so pure that it, it's definitely something that you get excited for every year. And USA is well, the favorites this year, they they look like a wagon. Yeah. Wait, wait till we get to best on best and we're just absolutely whipping Canada. Is Wales coming? Is that what you need to worry about? Liam? Wales will not be at the Olympics at the world juniors this year. I don't know. I believe in Canada. I feel well, like they're being undervalued a little bit. So, Just, Liam, I, I know you're a uh, a son of the UK, but are you, are you Welsh? I am English. Oh, you're English. Okay, so that's why I wasn't sure why you asked about what. Uh, Wales. Yeah, I. You know what, Frank? I have this thing where I don't like it where people call me British because they would never call somebody from Wales British. So no, they would call you Welsh. They would. I'm I'm English. English blood, not Welsh. I was very confused. I'm really glad. Wales is a very interesting place. I learned so much more about Wales watching The Crown. Yeah, well, King Charles is the Prince of Wales, or was the Prince of Wales, yeah. I guess. I think well, yeah, every uh, every heir apparent is the Prince of Wales. There you go. There All right. A little bit of an education today. Uh, have yeah. a happy holidays, Frank. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas to everyone. Hey, Frank, uh, Frank. Bye, Frank. Uh, Frank Cervalli on the Star Mechanical guest line, Star Mechanical. .ca. Uh, Tyler Mulek is in eggnog and spiced rum band. Eggnog is disgusting. Yeah, it's a Don't bit overrated. Don't Tyler. No, not really. Far. It's not an English thing. I didn't know what it was. When I came here, someone was like, do you want eggnog? It's, it's With- spiced Devonshire cream. You know what it is? But you well, would never like <laughs> that. Would, like, would you like that if that's what it was? Well, I'm a Lancashire lad, Jay. Not from Devonshire. Okay, that's fine. And that's 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 my bad. <laughs> so so okay. that term spiced a little bit. Yeah. A little I, bit of I, nutmeg. I dabble in it. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. So he's he's on team eggnog. You just gotta frame it right. I'm what not you, shocked that you don't like it. <laughs> it's a very Uremchuk taste. It is. I'm, so I'm not delicious. a nog guy. I'm not oh, a nog guy. God. It, like if I'm sitting there if and there's one little... thing that tastes like the holidays, it is eggnog. Bailey's and Bailey's in your coffee. But like that also reminds me of ski trips. Yeah. Yeah. Fireball reminds me of ski trips. Fire trip ball <laughs> reminds me of a chairlift on a ski trip. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Why don't you ride up? 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, see, Lance <laughs> says it. Eggnog and spice rum is good, but too hard to drink all night. Like, yeah, you can't. Yeah, if you're on those all night. That's what yeah, you got the diabetes, which is why it's not the best Christmas cocktail. No, I'm trying to get banged up here, not remember things. Well, Christmas <laughs> fair, but to start with a with a nog and rum, not bad. Uh, and then yeah, move into I, I'm a bourbon guy too, like Frank. So I like to kind of end the night on bourbon. Uh, and then in between, I get so I'm part of this like interesting advent calendar group. There's this lovely lady who goes and procures and makes her own advent calendar with Alberta. Well, predominantly Alberta, but Canadian beers. And we have a group chat. It's a community. That's cool. We have a beer. We talk about the beer. And then we got a real special one on Christmas day that we talk about. That's much bigger than all the other ones. It's like a book club. It is like a book club. I like, and unlike book club, uh, I like drinking. I don't like reading. Unlike book club, you actually take part in what you're Well, and actually, doing. most of the book clubs I hear about are more about the drinking 100%. and the less about, I, I think, I don't even know if they read the book. It's right. just more of a reason to get together. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right. Horses. Instead of turning our attention to the Finning Cat YouTube chat, Jay, I'm going to show you a text I got from my sister who's watching the show right now. Um, how do you want me to respond to that one, Jay? A hammer emoji. Thanks. I'd like to thank you for putting me into this situation. Oh, um, my sister watching along with my nephew. We all Cal. know. We all know the deboarding photos of the Oilers. Oh, can be quite revealing. I knew what you were talking about. I, I know, and I was sort of like, Ugh. and so there was one real recent to that uh, altercation in L.A., and I talked about it, shared the photo, and that just like diffused this guy from just laying off. Um, how can we join Jay's beer club? You know what? That would actually be kind of a cool thing to do next year for the show. A is beer if we club? is if we did our own like beer advent calendar and every yeah. day on the show we like we got Patreon. Part, we could partner up with a liquor store. Anyone yeah, ever runs a liquor unreal. store? Let us know. That would be so cool. Yeah, yeah. We could just all the beers well, that's just fun. Like, it's like it's, yeah. 
it, you get to try and, and like I, I like the Canadian focus and you try and there's so many amazing breweries all across the country, all especially in our city and in our province. And yeah, there's, there's some wicked beers out there. And like I just had one. Um, oh, it was like a it was like a Mexican lager. Uh, Soul. Oh, come on. How dare you? And it's from <laughs> there's a brewery in Pigeon Lake. Wow. What? They called use the fam- water from the lake called Familia. And they made this like like uh, Mexican uh, lager and it was amazing. And like, these are things I would not find out if it wasn't for the advent calendar. Were they a Mexican brewery or did they just make like a Mexican? They just made a Mexican Mexican style. Inspired by. Uh, All right. Shout out to the Finning Cat YouTube chat. You guys are all over the place today and I love it. Improve productivity and efficiency with equipment you can rely on by heading to finning.com to check out their extensive inventory of new used and rental equipment. Find the right solution to meet your your unique needs. It's never been easier with Finning Cat's online service. I want to defend myself a little bit. Okay. Do this that much. I don't think you guys understand the Jack Campbell thing I'm saying. I don't think Frank understood it. Uh, well, go on. Explain it. It involves having... That. Two million of cap space tied up that we could use on but, filling holes. But if you can't get rid of Jack Campbell's full contract, if Arizona is like, yeah, we'll trade you Vamelka for a second round pick, but we aren't touching Jack at full price. You need to keep two million. You still do it because again, I would only do it if it reduces the acquisition cost, which then will allow you to like re- find salary relief elsewhere. It reduces how much you have to give up to get rid of Jack Campbell. Like if if the option is Camp- if it does, yeah, if it's like- Campbell at full price and that costs you Broberg and a first round pick, or they say, you know what, if you keep two mil of Jack, you can keep your first round pick. Just give us Broberg then you have to consider doing that because that first round pick is so valuable. And again, like if the options are buying out Campbell or retaining $2 million, we did this math the other day. It makes more sense to keep the 2 million bucks. And then also if you buy out Campbell, do you have the buyout AB? I know no, we, I'll get it here. Okay. Like we need that 2 million of cap space though. So if there's a, if there's a, if it unlocks equity to be able to still find that cap space, then I can work with you on it. But there's there's variables. So that. like if you buy him out, his cap it goes down to like 1.6 million next year, 2.3 the year after, 2.6 the year after that, and then it's three years at 1.5, right? If you trade him, keep two million, but you get Vamelka in the deal, then like again with the Campbell buyout, you still have to go find a goalie going that route, which is gonna cost you money. Here's the buyout. Here's the buyout. That's not a fun buyout. That buyout sucks. I would rather have just. But, but if you're telling me just Broberg and two million retained gets you Vimelka, I have a bridge to sell you. Well, I know, but I'm just running through the scenario of where it could make sense because you bring down the cost to get rid of Campbell. Naeem says my buyout math is wrong. It's not. This is from Cap Friendly. Like again, three more years of just having the two million dollars you retain on Campbell is infinitely better than having to go down this road, the one you see on your screen right now. Keeping the two million, I would like if you were to get Blackwood from San Jose, and San Jose says no, we w- we want you to keep half of Campbell. If it brings down the cost significantly enough, you do it because I'd rather have Blackwood on the books at in a way five million bucks than have to buy out Jack Campbell. I, think- I understand prevent like we we have to avoid the buyout at all costs. Like I'm with yeah. you on that. I'm with you on the retention if there's another scenario that it unlocks. Naeem says 3.9 in savings next year with the rising cap. 
the buyout's not that bad. But then you're signing up for after that five more years of dead dead cap space. You got to get out of dead cap space. I don't want to be 32 years old doing Oilers Nation every day, talking about Jack Campbell's money finally coming off the books. Call it Jack Campbell Day. Move over, Bobby Bonilla. Jack Campbell, you get paid today. I just can't be convinced that it would ever be a good idea unless it would, like, I think we said the other day, I would be on board if whatever the cap relief is that they have right now is at 1.1 million. Yeah. That's the most I would keep in a retention. Sure, but even that. But like, I wouldn't go 2 million. I just think. But then that, what? You're going to lose the deal over 900K of dead cap? No, days. I'll just give them like whatever picks it takes. Yeah, they might just tell you to go to hell. They might say, we don't want more then, picks. Arizona has 40 you, picks. Then you figure it out. But like, they might not even accept the trade you're proposing. Yeah, Tyler. they might not. Like, well, it's we can, I know. It's all, it's all I, what it's. I just and don't whatever. think we can sit here saying, well, they need a goalie. They need a better defenseman than CC. They need a third line center. They need a second line right winger to play with Dry Sidle. Uh, they probably need a. In a uh, perfect world, CC stays in your team. He's your second. Yeah, in a perfect world, but there's shot. probably Bouchard's your second pairing. Probably five or six things that this. No, team Bouchard needs. should be your third pairing right shot. It gets a lot of offensive exposure. All right. Anyways, we're getting down. A weird they just can't <laughs> do it because they have too many I love goals, the and they're not good enough to just allow that to happen. And they're not developing any yeah, players. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I just, I don't. Can't like the reality is our time is now. So push them chips in. I don't think it is now. I don't know. When is it? Well, actually it was, no, like, I think it was, it, I think it was it two years be ago before we signed Campbell. I just don't think they're good enough. I just think there's too many flaws on this. Should team. we just abort the whole thing? No, you got to try, but I just don't think, I think, Retaining on Campbell too much would be very, very negative and a bad, bad thing. Mainlander, Tim, Arizona's a playoff team. When do they start caring about having cap space? The thing is that they have so much of it. And Connor Ingram's under contract for so cheap that even if they were to take Campbell full board to be their backup, they're still spending like under seven. I know it's weird that we're we're targeting a team that's competitive for this. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's move along. It is a short four giant game day edition of the show. So we got a couple things to get to before the end, including our game notes for Charm Diamonds. Um, Oilers taken on New Jersey tonight. Your game notes are brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers. They're proudly Canadian-owned and operated since 1972 with more than 85 locations across the country through Charm and their sister brands. You can get a custom ring built and delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece program. Un- they have an unbelievable, unbeatable pricing policy. Check them out, CharmDiamondCenters.com. Here are your game notes for tonight. Since these two teams met, the New Jersey Devils are 2-2-0. Two, two and oh. Akira Schmidt is the expected starter Jealous. for the Devils. He was in net the last time these two teams met. He stopped 26 of 29 in that matinee loss. He's allowed three-plus goals against in three straight hockey games and five of his last six games. He's allowed three or more goals. So the Devils are having a problem keeping pucks out of their net. Got to expose that if you're the Oilers. The, uh, they lost to Anaheim the other day. 5-1. This is a winnable hockey game. The Devils are they're not that good at home, as you pointed out the other day, Liam. Um, they are a much better road team. And hey, the Oilers went out and beat them on the road. Their road record this season is 10-5-0. Their home record is 6-7-2. Only six wins in 15 games on the road. They Tonight, they just got to find a way to, to do what exactly what they did the other night, right? They really limited the offensive chances for the Devils. Like, in that second period, the Devils didn't get a shot until like six, seven minutes left in the period. Like make life very easy for Pickard. Yep. Is that's where you're going to win. Your offense is better. Totally. The devils have three players with 10 or more goals on the season. Jesper Bratt, Jack Hughes, and Tyler Toffoli. 
The Oilers have four players with 10 plus goals on the season. McDavid, Kane, Dreisaitl, and Zach Hyman, obviously leading the way for Edmonton. So tonight's probably going to be a bit of a battle of whose stars can show up the most. Here's the Oilers scoring leaders on the year. Naeem says, feels like an Edmonton 7-4 win. And I am kind of getting those vibes here tonight. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. These two teams, I hope love, they loved a running gun. How about, the, I was going to say, how about Timo Myatt doesn't have a point in these last 10 games? He kind of stinks. Do you think we Crazy. could trade Connor Brown for him? Maybe and they Campbell. retain and Cowley, I'll pile uh, in Cowley. Timo Meyer playing third line wing tonight for the New Jersey Devils uh, with Dawson Mercer and Alexander Holtz. Their blue line a little bit banged up as well. Siegenthaler with Nemec, the uh, third overall pick from a couple drafts ago. Kevin Ball with John Marino, Brendan Smith with Luke Hughes. Wasn't he second overall? Didn't the Slovakia go one, two? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was second. Yeah, you're right. And right kept falling. Yeah, Yeah, Cooley three, right four. Yeah, you're right. He was second overall. Um, The one big notable out of their lineup is Dougie Hamilton, who's expected to be out into the playoffs. Convenient. That's Seagum Falls. They might not make the playoffs, Jay. So they got a lot of extra cap space then. Couldn't Jack Cannell be out to the playoffs? That would be awesome. That's the dream. He's out of that starting crease in... Mako, it's Ollie's crease. Yep. Good. Um, all right. Before we move along and get to our keys to victory, so they're giving up. They have given up. Yeah. They give up. Uh, Rodriguez up twenty eight of thirty. So how is a team? How? Let's be real. How is a team going to take his contract? Yeah, they're probably not. Which is, why, is which is why you have to retain. No, no, no for me. Uh, Jack Campbell. I saw someone pointed this out on Twitter. Um, Jack Campbell's wife or girlfriend posted on her Instagram a picture of their dog. And they're down in Bakersfield. And she said, it's a picture of the dog kind of like smiling or whatever. And it's like, someone likes our new home. Yeah. So it oh, sounds no. like maybe there is a message given to Jack that. I thought you were going to say like, do you know when these baseball free agencies keep taking yeah. pictures of like the CN Tower? He's going to the Blue Jays. He does one <laughs> of like somewhere in Munich. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, home. All right. Before we, get to our key, before we get to our keys to victory, quickly a message from Charm Diamond Centers. All right, gang, listen up. It's time to learn the pro pose. Coach, bend and snap. Beautiful form. Nice arm extension. Facial expression. I could use some work. All right, let's see it. The pro pose. What's that guy doing? I think that's the bend and snap. That's a whole different deal. Charm, home of the pro pose. Did you say ouch? I didn't hear the crack. Oh, I felt it. Oh, what was that? My knee. Oh. Happens, happens to me too. And I nice. always hit Tyler's foot when they do it. We haven't touched feet yet this show. Do you want it for good luck? No, last time we did, we lost. Okay, Maybe we're going to change our traditions. Fair enough. Uh, let's get to our keys to victory for tonight. It is brought to you by Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Liam, why aren't you wearing your life vest? Yeah, I should. You never know when things are going to... We should throw the oil in the life vest. They need one of them. Um, my key to victory, very simple. I think it was actually my key to victory against the Islanders as well. And they didn't listen to me. Just care a little bit. Play with some effort. Go out there and be like, damn, we really want to be the better team tonight. And don't just coast for the first 40 minutes. So my key to victory, simple as that. Shrewd Power Sports and Marine. They care a lot about getting you in the right ATV, side-by-side, mm-hmm. power boat. The Oilers, I want them to care a little bit about giving us a victory tonight. I, I would like them to bring their power boat legs and show up and skate these guys in the first two periods kind of goes to the care comment, but like we need to be shot out of a cannon and 
dictating the pace of this game? Uh, well, I actually wrote down a few notes for my extensive my uh, key to victory, and it's going to be get bottom, you glasses first. Bottom six scoring. The only team in the Pacific Division to have fewer goals from their bottom six since December first is the Anaheim Ducks. Take me through some of the names on the Ducks or the Oilers. That's both. Just talk. Uh, Leeson on Anaheim is the only player to have a goal. Strom doesn't have one. McGinn, Jones, Sil- who scored against us? Max Jones scored against us. Uh, Silverberg and what does that one say to you? Oh, like Gruel? Gruel? Grok? It's got the X at the end, so it's kind of... Gruel? We'll call him Gru. Grole? Uh, and the Oilers don't have a goal from ja- uh, James Hamlin or Yanmark. It's not good, people. The Vancouver Canucks have nine goals from their bottom six since December 1st. That's impressive. This is all situations, by the way, because contributions are uh, for every level. You took their six forwards with the uh, least amount of ice time. Yeah, so it was seven through 12. Yeah. Through December. That makes sense. So Calgary is, is seven goals from their bottom six since December 1st. Seattle the same. San Jose, six goals. LA Kings have uh, now they have five because Lazat scored yesterday. Do we need bottom six? Oh, I know what you're all wondering too. How many goals does Kyle Yamamoto have in December? I don't want to know. Three. Fuck. That is only one less than the other's bottom six combined. It's all right here, people. Uh, yeah, D cards. He did write this with quill and ink. Yeah, you're a handwritten <laughs> notes kind of guy. Candlelight. Yeah, I read a lot of notes. I mean, I don't know. Just he's a poet. Uh, okay, <laughs> it comes out a bit better. There you go. Those are your keys to victory. Brought to you by Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Opening up February 2024 in the heart of Sherwood Park. Sleek all black exterior. I looking good. You I had a dream about this place. Uh, and, and, and the 91,000 liter tank. And in reality, this thing is going to be huge. This tank. Yeah. <laughs> and in my dream, it was so tiny. And I'm like, this is how I know I'm dreaming because I know this tank is going to be much bigger than this. Huh? But I hear so much about what they're bringing at Sherwood Ford Power, uh, Power Sports and Marine. Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. I'm such a Sherwood Ford guy and I know the connection there. So I always get the confusion. So I apologize. That I'm dreaming about them. All right. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. So hopefully we get that too. Thanks, Liam. Okay. Let's get to the menu for our friends at DoorDash. No snow, Aaron? This is like none. Snow <laughs> report? I don't see any snow on the lawns across outside the window. Perfect. That's sad. It's like a good Manchester Christmas out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ding dong. The menu for DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. You know what you need to do? Download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. There you go. Make DoorDash your holiday hack this holiday season. We're cracking over here. We're cracked buddy. out. Oh, oh my God. You know, oh, wow. you, know, you know what I'm doing on Christmas Day? Because like our big thing is the big Christmas dinner yeah. on New Year's Eve. <laughs> wow. Christmas Eve. <laughs> Okay, a reset. Uh, Christmas Eve, big dinner. Uh, and then we just like lays out on um, on the Christmas Day. So in the evening, we actually, there's still restaurants that are open on Christmas Day. And uh, we normally order delivery. So we're going to be door dashing some late uh, because Christmas Day for us is about doing the least amount of anything possible. Mm-hmm. Taking your feet up a little, having Apple. some eggnog. Yeah, football. Uh, all right. Here's what's on your content menu for today around the nation. 
New DFO rundown this morning. That's up. You can watch it on YouTube as well when we get that up later in the day. A uh, new episode of the Real Life Podcast will drop later this afternoon. Pre-gaming with Boardsy starts at 4.30 on the Oilers Nation YouTube. And then tonight is watch party night here at Nation HQ. We are going to be live for the entire game between Edmonton and New Jersey on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Um, myself, Liam, Jay. I, have to, I might have to be out. I'm... I have to support my my girlfriend. She has to work late. Mm. It's just been crazy. All right. This so like me, Super Bowl. Liam, Kennedy would like probably to yeah, do it. Kennedy, Boardsy will probably I'll be, be lurking around. Well, yeah, a lot of no, people no, watch them. No. I apologize. I really want to be a part of these. It looks so much. They fun. are a lot, they are of, a lot fun. of fun. And yeah. people are clamoring for it. Tyler in the chat. Yeah. Read a couple of those messages. Uh, Boardsy the man. Give us one flag. Show us flags. Flag game, flag, flag game, time. Flag flag game, time. Flag we game. will have flag game tonight. Oh, yeah, watch here, let me prepare and, flags. For and that. we're going to have prizes, right? Yes, we have yep. some prizes. Or flag game? We will have a prize for flag, flag game. Yeah, we're game. doing that. We'll on. do guess the oiler. <laughs> flag game. Maybe we'll associate the two. You have to guess the oiler, then you have to guess the flag. Oh, you have to guess the flag, which then leads into the guess oh, the oiler game. We could combine. That could be very, very interesting. You're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> flag and hockey finally. Tyler Mulek, calm together. down. We had a great flag game yesterday, Jay. Tyler Mulek is so frustrated that we're not doing. He's not even speaking in full sentences. Just give us flag. <laughs> so this is the one on your phone? No, we did. No, play it on the I game. made my own. I tried to find flags that I could get Liam with. I did get him with one. Oh, it was ridiculous. I just but he went can I can you show me the one that you that you got him with? Here, give me a moment. Tyler, kill time. My computer Ooh. is a it's gonna be yeah. a real also there's two oh, minutes, there's two minutes left in never the country never heard of. Never is one of the 20 I don't get. We're not gonna have it. Yeah. Aaron's yeah, computer my is computer is like feels like it's about to crash. So it was Kurabat. The Republic of Kiribati. Never heard of it. Not real. I think it's actually a Marvel okay. country. We need to get to the game day betting challenge. Oh, yes. It's brought to you by Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. This game on Betway actually a little bit closer than I thought it would be. We we know the books love making the Oilers big favorites, but if you bet at Betway, you gotta give me a moment. It's not it's, it's not all that bad. Uh game day betting challenge. I missed the Zach Hyman shot prop by one last game. It was incredibly, incredibly frustrating. Uh, tonight is a pick of minus 110 a piece. So a chance to maybe make some Finally, money on the order. We're getting a little bit of respect. All right. Uh, I don't know if we have the board, but quickly, uh, what's everyone What's everyone going with tonight? Um, I went with Ryan Nugent Hopkins' uh, shot prop, which was two and a half plus 110, because now he's playing back with McDavid and Hyman. And he hit it in his previous three games. Because he was playing with McDavid playing and Hyman. Him. I'm going Oilers money line and McDavid two plus points, paying out a very nice plus two twenty five. So a chance for me to make up some ground in this thing. Jay, what do you like? Going the juice. I feel like if we're going to win this game, it's actually going to be low scoring. Okay. Uh, because I believe in Pickard, uh, and I believe that we just have to tighten up defensively. So I think the focus is going to be on that. So I think we win like a three two four two game. So Oilers money line and under six and a half. 4.3 to 1. That's actually pretty juicy. It's pretty well. Juicy. So I, I don't hate that one. I love that new one. I'm going to be tailing you on that, Liam. Um, but I think Connor's going to have a night, and I think the Oilers are going to win. Don't jump in. <laughs> Got to put the life vest on. Yeah, life vest. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap on today's edition of the show. Shout out to Frank Saravalli, Charm Diamond, Sports Closet, Finning Cat, Sherwood Ford, The Giant, Sherwood Power Sports and Marine, Star Mechanical, DoorDash, and Betway. We'll be back tomorrow, 12.01, with this show. 
We're also going to have a special Christmas show oh, yeah. dropping on Christmas Day, which will be fun. Uh, we're doing a gift exchange between the three of us. So that'll be it. That'll be yep. a good time. Got um, good stuff prepared. But anyways, enjoy the game tonight. Don't forget about the watch party and we'll chat again tomorrow. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.